Hello everyone and welcome to episode 20 of Cinema Toast Crunch. As always, I'm your host Garvis. And I'm Garvis. And I'm Kayla. And uh, this is the last episode of the year. Yes, of it is. Of 2015. Before we start working on 2016. And we will be back. Oh yeah. 2016. Yeah. Unless the world explodes and everybody dies. No, that was in 2012, remember? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It might be a little late. I still have my I Survived the Mayan Apocalypse t-shirt, too. <laughs> Uh, so, for those of y'all that listened last week, uh, this week's movie is The Poseidon Adventure, which takes place on New Year's. Correct. But, uh, Poseidon Adventure is from 1972, so yeah. it's from that glorious age of filmmaking when I was a little kid. Yep. So, uh, before we get to talking too much about that, we've got a whole list of things, you know, to talk about. Yeah. One of them, to start us off, is the DVDs and uh, Blu-rays that are coming out this week. Right, and uh, remember how I said over the last two weeks about how great the selection of DVDs and Blu-rays had been the last two weeks? Yeah, you mentioned that last week. Right. Well, this week, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, what I where I figured you were going with this. Yeah. Because last week wasn't all that great either, apparently. Um, last, no, last week was pretty decent, but... Oh, I seem to remember it wasn't as good as the, the, the two weeks prior. No, no, no. Last week, remember, there was all those... Uh, Cult films oh, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was all kinds of neat stuff. Uh, this week, however, in major releases, we've got Bone Tomahawk, which of all the films on this list, I'll go ahead and say right now, is probably the one I would most want to see. Yeah, it looked interesting. I saw a couple of trailers for it. I've seen one trailer for it, but uh, they reviewed it and talked about it on the horror movie podcast. Oh, okay. I did not realize it was a Western horror film. Yeah. But, sure enough, that's what it's listed as. However, the horror element, they say, is very low. Uh, other, you know, It's more a Western than it is a horror film. So, well, is still. it zombie Native Americans or skeleton Native Americans? Uh, some type of cannibalistic tribe. Which did exist you know, in those areas. Well, yeah, scalpers. Well, no, that wasn't cannibalistic. They were doing that because, ah. you know, it was their way of bringing back a trophy because we were doing it to them. We were selling them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's out. It stars, uh, I believe it's Kurt Russell. Um, Is that right? Uh, I, I don't know. Let me... IMDb. I'll, I'll pull it up and double check. Yeah, but it looked really good, and I would like to see it. Uh, a, uh, Hitman, Agent 47. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Okay. Uh, Hitman, Agent 47 is also out on uh, Blu-ray and DVD this week. Right. That's that's one I wanted to I wanted to go see it in theaters. I saw the first Hitman. The first Hitman was okay. Yeah. This one, I saw trailers for it all over YouTube. And yeah. I watched the first one. I was like, okay, this looks interesting. This looks like the Hitman game was. Yeah. So. Well, I, uh, I missed the movie. I've got it upstairs somewhere, but, you know, yeah. you know how that goes. Well, I meant Agent 47 looked like the game. The first one was just yeah. kind of like, well, I mean, it's a nice action movie, but... Well, I'm just saying that yeah. I didn't even see the first one. Uh, I didn't see... I haven't played the game. I think I had it at one point, but I don't think I got to keep it very long. So, uh... Yeah. Uh, anyway, Hitman Agent 47 didn't hold a whole lot of right excitement for me. Uh, the movie we discussed on one of the very first episodes of this podcast, Walk in the Woods, with Robert Redford and uh, 
believe Ned Beatty. The two old guys, right? Yeah. Okay. It was either Ned Beatty or Nick Nolte because they looked like each other in the movie. Um, yeah, Nick Nolte. Sorry. Okay. I swear to God, he looks like Ned Beatty in the film. <laughs> but it's out on Blu-ray and DVD. Okay. Uh, there's a movie called Heist, and it had an interesting cast. Um, I'm trying to. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in it, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan played the comedian in um, Watchmen. Oh, okay. And he has been signed on to play Negan in The Walking Dead this year. Oh, okay. That uh, ought to be John interesting. John Winchester from Supernatural. Oh, okay. Okay. That too. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Uh, and The Perfect Guy, which we also discussed in one of our earlier uh, What's yeah. New at the Theaters. Uh, it's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD as well. There's a movie called Blood and Black Lace uh, by Mario Bava. It's an Italian horror film. I'm not sure if it's technically a giallo or not. Okay. Uh, but it's coming out from Arrow okay. on Blu-ray. Mario Bava, is he related to Roberto Bava? Uh, I believe so. Okay. If I remember correctly. Yeah, because the, the last name Bava is just like, okay, I've heard that. Yeah. What's a giallo? Uh, giallo is a type of Italian horror film. It's Well, it's not just Italian, but mostly... And it has to do with uh, murder mystery and uh, usually a masked killer. And I, I can't really come up with the exact uh, definition of it, especially not at the moment. But, right. Uh, it was very popular in Italy. Okay. Uh, another film coming out is The Night Crew. Never heard of it, but it's got Danny Trejo in it. Right. So should at least be entertaining. I found a couple that I looked at the titles and I said, okay, don't know anything about these, didn't get a chance to look them up, but I have to mention them just because of the titles. We have Pitbulls in a Skirt. Okay. And we have a movie called I Believe in Unicorns. <laughs> okay. Uh, as I said, didn't look up to see anything about them. But they just caught my eye when I saw them. Okay. Well, I believe in Unicorns came out in 2014. It was like, all I did was like I space B and it just like, boom, there it was. Yeah. Um, you see the, the picture. I mean, it's like, yeah. What the hell is that? You know? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't begin to a make it. A road trip. Oh, oh, back up. It says it's a road trip through the stunning and complex landscape of troubled young love. Okay, so... That's what I get from the poster, don't you? Uh... <laughs> it looks like a nuclear holocaust-esque. Yeah. It looks like we're under attack by heat beings. Looks like somebody took some LSD, if you ask me. <laughs> and what was that other one? Uh, the other one was pit bulls in a skirt. Uh... One word. Okay. Well... You just type it in and then hit enter and it'll... Yes, it's how to work the IMDB. <laughs> Pitbulls in a skirt? Yes. Why do I think it's not about dogs? It's not. I guarantee it's not. Yes, it's a family film about... They don't even have a result for it, so... That's probably because Pitbull... Well, I can't freaking type. Spell. That's probably because Pitbulls is actually technically two words, but... Well, 
I wrote it down off the thing, and I wrote it down as one word. So. Well, nope, they don't. They don't have Jack Diddley about okay. it. Okay. So if you'll bring up our ever handy uh, Google. No, not Google. Bing. No. <laughs> Digital bits. Thank you. Uh, she wouldn't let me get a word in edgewise. Yeah, well, you know how that goes. Yeah. You're going to Wikipedia instead of Digital It's bits. lagged. Oh, there we go. Anyway, Digital Bits on their... Uh, this is where I get all the upcoming DVDs and Blu-rays as I go to their uh, recent, or new release artwork page. And I highly recommend if you want to look at some great sometimes obscure DVDs, that is definitely uh, one of the best place places to go. To go yeah. yeah. Do, do, do. Okay. I kind of want to see the poster for this now. It's just like... Okay, yeah. well, there's another poster I want you to see when we get there as well. Okay. Uh, but before, while we're waiting on that, uh, another film that they listed was one called Frat Attack. Okay. Now, the Frat... Uh, Frat Attack, the box art is really kind of odd looking. It's a woman with a gag in her mouth, and it looks like she's, you know, tied up, thrown down on the bed. That's the one I wanted you to look at later. Yeah. Go uh, okay. On, go on down. Yeah, I'll, uh... We'll come back to that. Uh, there was another classic, The Mime. You know, you look at that... Mm. Preacher and the Prostitute. I'm sorry, the Preacher and the Prostitute. Yeah, there's Frat Attack. Yeah. Okay. And you see it says Frat Attack, and then underneath it says uh, Cole Maddox, CIA. So I'm looking at that and go, oh, okay, it's a double feature, right? Yeah, that's you'd think it, about that. That's what it looks like from that. No. Um, just based on the poster alone, how long do you think the movie is? Um, 50 minutes. I'm going to give it a good hour, maybe hour 30. Garvis was closer. In fact, if he knocked the zero off of that, he would be right on target. It's a five-minute movie? It is five minutes long. Werewolves in Washington. Yeah, Hmm. that's uh, a public domain horror film. Okay. Uh, I've actually got it on a couple different... We got some news for you. That reminded me of it. Okay. Um, well, anyway, apparently this frat attack is just a scene from the pilot episode of Colmatic CIA, which they were shopping around trying to uh, get places to uh, pick up as a series. Right. And they did this as a standalone short film to pitch the series. And now it's available on DVD ah. for the low, low price. There's your pit bulls. Oh, okay. Um, for the low, low price, it's something like $25, you know? Oh. Or $19. It, somewhere between 15 and 25 I don't remember, but I just was like... It was $15, because I said it was $3 a minute. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and there was no way I was going to buy that. If I found it at the pawn shop for a little bit of nothing, yeah, maybe I'd pick it up. You know, yeah. buck? Sure. Just because I'm curious. Okay. Okay, they're either strippers or prostitutes. Well, right now, the the whole like Amazon page is being a bit of a butt. Well, just there we go. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to see if I can pull up the IMDb page. Don't look, I just pull down and you can get their information. Oh, I didn't realize they actually had it. 
Uh, that's customer reviews. Yeah, well, okay. They don't have any information on it, but when you pull down... Oh, wait a minute. There was something up there what did it say. Deal of the day, sorry. Yeah. Okay, no information there. All right, well, I'll just do this the easy way. Paste, enter. It ain't gonna pull up anything. Okay, now IMDb's moving slow. Everything's moving slow tonight. I don't know yep. what the problem is. Yeah, it's still not... Told you. Damn. Okay. <laughs> now, back to the other movie we were discussing. You saw the poster. Yeah. What does that look like to you? That looks like a ripoff of the original movie poster for Thor. It's a movie called God of Thunder. And it's from Phase 4 Films. When I saw it, my first response was, I bet this is from the Asylum. Because they love a good mock, uh, mockbuster. Yeah. Which is where they take a blockbuster movie and figure out how to take the publicly available public domain pieces of it and release something on DVD when that hits theaters. Now, why they would be doing that with Thor, who doesn't have a movie coming out till 2017, don't know, but so Ragnarok's not coming out in 16? No. Okay. 2016 is Captain America Civil War and Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. But, um, anyway, how much do you think they want for this uh, movie, God of Thunder? Uh, oh, God, it's probably, what, like maybe $39.99? $29.99. dollars off. Now, that's the kind of movie I expect to find in the $5 bin at Walmart, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but... In fact, usually things like that turn up in the 999s before they turn up in like the five buck bin. Well, that's a Blu-ray. No, nah, um, still. But yeah. So that's uh, pretty much as you can see. It was a, a huge load of crap this week. Yeah. There was a new uh, DVD company that, well, new to me DVD company that appeared, and they were also. Um, putting out a whole bunch of, uh, what would you call it, public domain oh, titles. okay. That was your Werewolf in Washington. Oh, okay. And, uh, they had some other films, uh, I think Lauren Bacall, perhaps, or... Okay. Uh, Barbara Stanwyck, maybe. Might have been Barbara Stanwyck instead of Lauren Bacall. Anyway, a lot yeah. of films like... And it was... You, I thought you'd keep digital bits up there. Oh. It was like Fat Man... DVD company or something like huh. that. Fat Man Q or Fat DVD. I don't know where it was or what it was, but their DVDs were a lot more expensive than the ones we talked about last week. Right. DVD-Rs. And these also were DVD-Rs. Hmm. You know, where they burn them when you order them. So, ah. uh, couldn't say I was real impressed with that. Yeah. With any of that. So that's it for uh, Blu-ray and DVD. As I said, not a good week. Right. Now, in theaters this week, we only have two movies. Uh, one of which has been in limited release. Actually, both of them have been in limited release. Um, but one of them is going into a wider limited release. Is that The Hateful Eight? No, Hateful Eight was in limited release and is going into... A full-scale release on the 31st. Okay. Which is tomorrow, uh, at the time of this recording. They, um, 
apparently did some previews, I guess, on Tuesday, uh, according to another article I just saw. But uh, the actual film itself opens on the 31st. Okay. Now, I want to see this. I saw one of the trailers for it and was like, okay, that does look really good. It is a Quentin Tarantino western. It just, it hits my happy spot, you know? I love Quentin Tarantino. I love, I think every actor or actress that's in it is somebody I like to watch in their performances. You know, it's got Samuel L. Jackson. It's got Kurt Russell. It's got all these fantastic you know, people. Yeah. I gotta see it. Only ran into one minor problem. What's that? You know how long The Hateful Eight is? Uh, let me guess. It's about three hours long. And 12 minutes. Ah, okay. Yes. Uh, 187 minutes. I'm sorry, three hours and seven minutes long. Okay. I was off by a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, I have a hard enough time finding 90 minutes to sit down and watch a movie. <laughs> Trying to find the time to get to the theater, sit for three hours and seven minutes, plus trailers, plus commercials. It's going to be rough, but I'm still going to try to do it. Right. Don't take the earring off I'm the not dock. taking the earring off the dock. Speaking of uh, theaters and all that, do we want to tell them what we did for Christmas? Well, let's finish the list first. We, got one, we only got one more film, and then we can start into that. Yeah. And that is uh, Anna Melissa. <coughs> Which says right here, it's opening in New York and L.A. Right. Uh, Anna Melissa is an animated film. Oh. But it's not... Studio Ghibli? Well, it's not your standard animation. Okay. It's not drawn. It's not computer animation. It is a form of stop-motion animation. Okay. Like claymation. Right. And it is from the mind of Charlie Kaufman. What is this alphabet? Uh, Well, Charlie Kaufman was the man that wrote and, I believe, directed uh, Being John Malkovich. Uh-huh. He did Adaptation with Nicolas Cage. Okay. And he's just, he's got a very odd sense of uh, reality. Ah, okay. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's another one, too. Have you seen that? I don't think so. I've not seen it. I, I can safely say I've not seen it. We'll have to sit down and watch that at some point. Uh, yeah. It's a, a good movie. Uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind did the screenplay there. Right. Adaptation of screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote one episode. But um, he is just so bizarre that I've got to see it. Um, I don't know that I would go to the theater and see it, but it's one of those eventually I will pick up the DVD or the Blu-ray and sit down and watch it. Okay. Okay. All right. And that's it. That's only two films being released. This is kind of a, uh, a bad time for films, if you think about it, because everybody's trying to recuperate from Christmas, and there's big Christmas films that have opened. Yeah. And uh, there's a certain little film out there that's just blowing everything away and breaking every single record that has ever been set. Little. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what film that would be, Kayla? Christmas. 
<laughs> no. Star Wars. Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. It is already after only what two weeks of release, the Something number like. nine highest-grossing film in the world. Only nine. Blows up six hundred point nine million dollars. Right, that's a thing for this week. Uh, the total is already into the billions. Yeah. Right. The worldwide total. Uh, it broke every record that Jurassic World shattered. It shattered on Jurassic World. Right. It's just, it's a phenomenon right now. And it's a phenomenon we all three got to be a part of. Right. Some of us more than others. Yeah. yeah. Well, unfortunately, I was trying to watch it and also was sick. Yeah, uh, for Christmas, my son bought me tickets to, or bought me a ticket and bought himself and his wife a ticket, and the three of us all went to the theater to see Star Wars. And I have to say, I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, it, I saw all three of the original Star Wars films in theaters opening weekend. In fact. I saw Star Wars opening weekend. It came out on a Friday. I saw it on Saturday. I saw Empire opening day, and I saw Jedi the day before it opened, or a couple days before it opened. Right, because you were working at the theater that night. Right. And I really enjoyed Star Wars and Empire. I wasn't a huge Jedi fan. There were some moments in it that I thought were nice, but not a huge fan of it overall. The three prequels came out. We went to all of those on opening night, the midnight screenings. And I enjoyed the experience, but the films themselves left me a little, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, a couple of them are decent films, I think. Yeah, two and three. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when I saw Star Wars Episode Seven, I realized what the problem was. Because for the first time since Return of the Jedi... It was a fun Star Wars film. One, two, and three were so dour and so dark and so, in many cases, boring. And this film just hit the ground running, never slowed down, really. Yeah. And there was, as I said, it was really a sense of fun. You could laugh, and the characters, you know, seemed to be likable people. Um... Or they were, you know, villains that you were ready to hiss and boo. It was a return to form. Yeah. And so I was very <clears throat> pleased with it. Oh, yeah. Um, now, I've got to go see it again just so I can, you know, actually see it from start to finish instead of, like, you know, running away to go and try not to vomit everywhere. Yeah. Because that... I mean, I got to see a lot of the crucial stuff and a lot of the important stuff. Yeah. So that way it's like, you know, that way I can't say, you know, well, you just spoiled it for me. I didn't get to see it. Well, I want to go see it again because I want to see it in 3D mm. and I want to sit a little closer to the front. When I go to a film, I like to be immersed in that film. I like to sit there and not see the edges of the screen. You know, I want to see the whole picture, don't get me wrong, but I don't want to see the sides of the auditorium. I want to just be able to concentrate on... The, the film. The film. 
the experience that the director has created for me. Yeah. And I didn't know that you like the front. Scenes. Oh yeah. We usually get in the back. I told you he likes the front. We we always try to go to the back because I got it got to a point where I was like sitting there in the front because we we kept getting bad theaters. Was like I'd sit there like this with my neck craned up like yeah. This would be a great movie if my neck didn't hurt. <laughs> well, normally when we go to Marquee, there's a row they have that's got seats in it, and then it's got brakes for wheelchairs to right. pull in, and it's flat. That's where I get, because no one can sit in front of you. You know, actually, I don't sit on that row. Maybe I'll sit on the row behind it. Nobody can sit in front of you because, to be honest, there's not a whole lot of wheelchair traffic in the theaters. Right. Okay? So that big gap there is going to be empty. No one in front of you. don't have to worry about anybody banging their seat back into you or right. whatever. And... It's level, and it's near the front, so it's the perfect seats as far as I'm concerned. Okay. And there were seats available there, and it's like, yeah, we're going up. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, but yeah. you bought the tickets, so yeah. I felt like, you know, okay, we'll, well go. Well, I mean, if you just said, you know, hey, I want to, you know, let's sit down here. Okay, fine. you tried, but you were kind of like, oh, my stomach. <laughs> well, I wasn't, you know, as I said, I don't complain because <laughs> yeah. I didn't buy the ticket. I didn't pay the money for it. <laughs> you know, and... You know, honestly, I know I'm going to go back and see it in 3D. Right. So, you know, there's there's always that. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Now, there's no awards news this week. Okay. Did you all have anything you wanted to say? But I rattled on about Star Wars. Oh. And, and Kayla was the one who wanted to uh, bring it up. It. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you might have hit every point she was going to get on. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, this for me, I, I enjoyed what I was able to be awake for. Yeah. Because just my, my upset stomach was making it where I was like, I've got to tip my head back. I've got to close my eyes. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I, yeah, I was in and out. Well, that was another thing, too, that I, I will admit, you know, worrying about you and knowing you didn't feel good did take away some of the enjoyment of the movie-going experience. But, uh, you know, I still managed to, to tough it out and enjoy <laughs> enjoy watching it. Yeah. Uh, couple of the people I use that term loosely with their cell phones turned on and you'd see that bright black uh, you know screen when they do it it wasn't me no no you 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 are a you are the perfect movie going person you turn off you turn off your phone and you put it away and you don't look at it the whole movie well, you've got some of these you know um, <clears throat> I don't turn it off. people yeah who in the middle of the movie, is like, hey, I got a text. You know, illuminate everyone behind them. Yeah. Because they got these phones that are like half the size of a tablet now. Yeah. Well, as I said, other than that, I was, uh, I I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. And like I said, I'm going to have to go back and see it again so that way I can actually, you know, get all the little bits I missed because I sh I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it more once I actually see the whole yeah. thing. The other thing, too, that was nice is I really wasn't spoiled on anything. The one thing I had seen that was a spoiler turned out to be something that wasn't covered in this film, so it's probably a spoiler for the next film. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it for all the people, or the couple of people, that listen to our <laughs> podcast. Uh, I'll tell you off the air afterwards. Yeah. yeah. The Now, what's funny is, um, one of the big crucial scenes in the movie, Yeah. someone spoiled for me in a vague way. Yeah. They didn't give me names. Yeah. Or anything. He just said someone. 
Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, someone... Yeah, yeah. don't... Uh, cause... Yeah, I'm not. And uh, so, when it got there, to that one scene, I'm like, I, I, I am going to punch an Australian. Okay. No hate towards Australians. It's just yeah. that certain one. No, we well, really that it certain up. one's a dill hole. You talking about Russell Crowe? No. no. Okay. No, I'm not <laughs> friends with Russell Crowe. I don't talk to Russell Crowe while, you know, writing dinosaurs and video games. Yeah. So. No, it's... A, your mother, one of her favorite songs has to deal with uh, punching Russell Crowe. Oh, okay. So. But anyway. So. Or at least from one of her favorite groups. Ah. Um, I'm trying to think. Gaelic Storm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Um, no awards news that I noticed this week. Right. But a lot of places are releasing their top ten uh, list for the top ten films of 2015. Okay. And two of those that I happen to have handy. Uh, one of them actually came out a few weeks ago, but I hadn't had time to stop and <laughs> slow down and look and say, oh, here's something we could talk about. Okay. And that is Entertainment Weekly. Okay. Uh, Entertainment Weekly listed their top ten movies for 2016. Or okay. 2015. Uh, number one was Spotlight. Okay. Number two, Sicario. Number three, Room. Okay. Number four, The Look of Silence. That's the first time I've heard about that one. Yeah. And uh, the first I've heard of it listed anywhere. Right. Uh, number five, Inside Out. Right. Number six, Creed. That's the Rocky follow-up. Yeah. Right. Number seven, Son of Saul. That's another one I haven't heard a whole lot about. Right. Number eight, Carol. Okay. Number nine, The Big Short. And number 11, this one surprised me. Number 10, you mean? Or, sorry, number 10, yeah. Okay, so I can't count. Uh, number 10? It Follows. It Follows, yeah. Which I I still want to see. Uh, I'd like to see it as well. It looks like it would be a decent horror movie, and I like a good, decent horror movie. Okay. Um, now... On uh, Tuesday, USA Today listed their 10 best films, and they chose Black Mass, that's the one with Johnny Depp, Right. Brooklyn, Creed, The Hateful Eight, Inside Out, once again, they chose It Follows, Okay. The Martian, Spotlight, and Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Okay. So, uh... So an interesting selection of movies from them. Right. And uh, as I said, the one that really shocked me on both lists was It Follows. Yeah, that's one I want to see at some point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it just it, when I saw the trailers for it, it showed up on YouTube first place I saw the trailer for it. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, this looks cool. Well, horror films never get any respect. And they seldom show up on 10 best lists. They seldom show up with Oscar nominations. Uh, you know, you can count the number of nominations for horror films on one or two hands, depending on how you classify Silence of the Lambs. Right. Um, a lot of people consider it a horror film. A lot of people consider it a crime film, you know, a suspense film. Yeah. Right. So if you call it a horror film, hey, it won Best Picture, Director... Yeah, uh, actor, I would, actress. I've never seen it, but just based on what I know about it, yeah. I'd probably have classified it as like a suspense. Yeah, so. it's a really good movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, 
that may be one we'll have to watch sometime. Yeah, because um, I mean, that's one I hear about. Yeah. As you're like, okay, you know, I've, I've never found the time to sit down, and I don't own a copy of it to sit down and watch it. So, yeah. but I, I actually read the book. Uh, I read Red Dragon, which was the first right book with uh, Hannibal Lecter in it, and it's not bad. Okay. Then I read uh, the uh, Silence of the Lambs, and it was fantastic. Okay. Then I read Hannibal, the third book, and it was eh, okay. Okay. There were parts of it that were really good, and then it just kind of went off the rails mm. at the end. But okay. Anyway. Yeah. So. Uh... Uh, out of those lists, yeah. you know, like there, there are a couple of movies you know that we've seen show up. That's like, yeah, those were good. Not, yeah. not just those lists, but all the other like you know awards things we've seen yeah. pop up too. Yeah. You know, uh, Inside Out. All those lists is a really good movie. I and want that, to see it, and that will. End and I up, and I have a feeling since somebody got that for Christmas twice, <laughs> uh, it it'll be in the 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 wheelhouse coming well, up. I'm sure. Um, but it. You know, Mad Max Fury Road, really good. I need to sit down and finish it again. Yeah. Because I got all the way up to, like, the very end of the movie, and just, I was so exhausted I conked out, so I missed the end of it. Yeah. But good, you know, all the way up, really good. It has really good, you know, to me it has really good pace, it doesn't really drag too much. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, Road Warrior was like that. Very well paced, very exciting, very good movie. Uh, then he, every other film in the Mad Max series, they seem to lose it. The first one had some really great moments, but overall I didn't, I, I don't know, it became a phenomenon over here, but I really didn't care a whole lot for it. Hmm. It was watchable, but it was a little slow in places. Right. Especially the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, that beginning just drug. But, but anyway. Road Warrior was fantastic from start to finish, and I have seen it numerous times. Then you followed that with Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, and that one, uh, I need to watch it again because I just remember hating the living crap out of it. So, so it, it it's your, it, it's to you as Alone in the Dark is to me. No, no, I didn't hate it that bad. No, okay. Um, I just, I don't, anytime a film franchise turns to little kids and cute fuzzy Ewok animals and stuff There's like that. There's nothing wrong with the Ewoks. You know, it's just... Okay, look, we have no idea for this movie, so we're going to throw in something cute and cuddly. <laughs> you know, and we're going to put it in peril. <laughs> and you'll love it. No, I won't. I will I will hate it. I don't think the Ewoks were in peril. They kind of saved the day. I know, but you know what I mean. Yeah. In Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, he's got to save these poor, innocent children, you know. These orphans, these wild childs. And yeah. Anyway, um, but now the, there's one movie you know from 2015 that I forgot had come out in 2015. Yeah, that I really enjoyed. I saw it like way later down the road, but it was um, uh, Kingsman. Yeah, that one was actually really enjoyable to watch. I really want to see that. It's uh, based on the comic book by Mark Millar, uh, the guy that did uh, Kick-Ass. Right, and he's done a bunch of other books. In fact, he's got a new one out right now called Huck. Okay. And he's got a series called Jupiter, uh, what is it? Jupiter Circle, I think, is the, uh, okay. the current one. For a moment there, I thought I was going to say a sin. I'm like, why? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Not, 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 not like the Wachowski movie. There, he started off with a book called Jupiter's Legacy. And it was, the art was done by Frank Quitely. And Frank Quitely does 
beautiful art, but he takes forever to get it done. Mm. And so he came back later and did a series called Jupiter's Circle. And it was earlier stories of these characters back oh, in the okay. prime and before they had a lot of dissension and stuff. And he had a different artist. And they were phenomenal. They were, okay. they were really good. The other book was fantastic as well. And the art, as I said, was beautiful. Right. It just, it was a six-issue series that took almost a year to come out, I think. Right. So. so. Anyway, but now there, there are a few other movies from 2015. i got to go back and, like, look at a list of everything that came out in 2015 that yeah. I actually went and saw. Because I didn't get to go see near as many as I'd like. Never do. But I did see, you know, I, I got to see some of the, the you know, the big ones. <clears throat> well, I went to the theater and saw two films last year. Uh, the first one was Avengers Age of Ultron, and the second one was Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. <laughs> now, did we take you to go see Ultron? Or? No, he went on his own, because okay. we went and saw it. You all got the tickets uh, for Avengers, I Yeah. Think, yeah. When we went to see it. Yeah, we went to see it on the midnight showing. But um, those are the only two films I saw this year. Because I was talking to Varese. I said, did we see anything else? She's like, no. Okay. Now, uh, now we did sit down last night. For Christmas, I got Ant-Man on ah. Blu-ray. And we sat down and watched it. How was it? It's good. Okay. It, it was enjoyable. Okay, because that's one of the ones that I wanted to go see it and didn't get around to. Yeah. So did I. But, you know, I got to see it on Blu-ray. Finally. Yeah. So um, There was a couple others I think I've watched on Blu-ray. Or, Jurassic World. Yeah, Jurassic yeah. World I got to see on Blu-ray. I wanted to see that in the theater, too. Yeah. I um, saw it in 3D and 2D, and now I have earrings. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But, uh, so. Because uh, I'm running out of stuff for the 2015 movies. Yeah. Well, like I said, that's my entire slate yeah. of 2015 films. Well, there were some Minions. I did get to see Minions, because I bought yeah. the uh, Blu-ray for my... I bought it for my collection, but also to show my granddaughter. Okay. And, uh... She loved it. Yeah. We sat there and watched the whole thing. Okay. Uh, I'd forgot about it. <laughs> all right. If I would have had my chicken book with me, I could tell you all the movies I saw this year. Anyway, so uh, you had a list from somewhere. It was like the 50 like Fif most anticipated movies of 2016. Well, this was their choice for the 50 hottest movies or whatever of 2015. Okay. Yes, we failed and not did our own list. Yeah. Um, Sorry. And Kayla mentioned... That there are some that are not on here, the uh, Secret Life of Pets, right? Which does, doesn't admit it, which <laughs> did look really good, looked cute. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Yeah, and I know there's other ones on here, and there's some on here that God only knows why they're on this list. Uh, but looking over the list, the ones that really jump out that I would would pay money to see, Hail Caesar. Okay. Which is from the Coen Brothers, stars George Clooney. Okay. As Caesar and, looks like. Yeah. So that's just hilarious. And Josh Brolin. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Deadpool. Right. Kung Fu Panda 3. Um, okay, I'll give you that one. I'm not that worried about Kung Fu Panda 3 because I haven't seen one or two either. We hmm. have. I'm sure you have. But, I, you know, I've got one, I think, and, you know. Might have to put those in the wheelhouse, too. Um... And I know you were talking about wanting to see Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah. That's one that I'll wait till it comes out on Blu-ray or 
Netflix or something. Right. Not until I start squealing through the doors like, you have to go see this in theaters. <laughs> I don't see you doing that. Uh, Zoolander 2, I wouldn't mind seeing, but I won't go to the theater to see it. Right. I've never even seen Zoolander. So. I've seen yeah. enough of it that I thought it was cute. It makes me cringe to parts that I've seen of it. Yeah, well. Yeah. Um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny. Varisa said that's the one that uh, she most wants to see. Or one of the ones. Okay. The Witch. I have heard of this, but I can't remember it right off the head. Uh, I read what they said about it. It didn't sound bad, but I know I won't go to the theater to see it. It didn't yeah. grab me that much. Uh, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also wouldn't mind seeing I Saw the Light. That's Tom Hiddleston, you know, Loki, playing oh, yeah. uh, Hank Williams Sr. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Jungle Book looked kind of interesting. Yeah, I want to see that. Now, I remember the uh, movie that I wanted to see the most that I didn't get to see uh, this time around. What? You remind me of Tom Hiddleston, uh, Crimson Peak. Oh, okay. Um, the, let's see, Captain America Civil War. Right. Green Room is one they mentioned, and I need to know more about that. It could be a really funny movie if it's a comedy and it's about, you know, the Green Room behind talk shows and stuff. But right. I don't know enough about it to, to give you an opinion one way or the other. Uh, let's see. The Huntsman. Yeah, that's the sequel to Snow White and the Huntsman, yeah. which I didn't see. Yeah, it's okay. I saw part of it. They, they got rid of Kristen Stewart, I'm though, so, so how would you possibly want to see that? Uh, <laughs> uh, hello, she doesn't show any emotion when she acts. And it's, She's uh, got as much emotion as a board. In fact, I think a board would have more emotion. And it's a uh, uh, Thor. Um, help me out here. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. As the Huntsman, and they're bringing back that one chick as the evil queen. Charlize Theron. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. The nice guys. I said looked interesting. X Men Apocalypse. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, I missed Days of Future Past. That was another one I wanted to see that yeah. I didn't get. We to. eventually did get to see that one. That one was. It was okay. Yeah. Uh, Alice through the Looking Glass. That's the new the Tim sequel. Burton yeah, sequel. Okay. Um, I saw one trailer for that. It was right. only been one trailer, I think. I, uh... We'll probably go see it. I don't know. We saw the first one in the theaters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't say I was 100% enamored of it. I thought it was you know, enjoyable enough, but... Yeah. Um, I don't know. Through the Looking Glass might be better. You know, you always hold out hope. Um, Warcraft... Yeah, World yeah. Of Warcraft. You all can go see that without me. Um, Central Intelligence, I believe, is uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and I think Kevin Hart, maybe. Okay. So it might, if it's one I'm thinking of, right? Uh, it could very well be a cute little movie. Uh, let's see. You were talking about Finding Dory. Yeah. And Independence Day uh, Resurgence. Yeah. Legend of Tarzan. We saw the trailer. That yeah, looked that looked neat. Yeah. Yeah. Ghostbusters, I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to see that. Uh, Star Trek Beyond. I kind of want to see that one. Don't let your mom know that. Yeah, I'm not allowed to see that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> hear that from the peanut gallery there. Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad, I want to see. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sausage Party. What the hell? I think that's Seth Rogen, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. <laughs> it uh, makes tons of sense. The Magnificent Seven is, I'm assuming, a remake 
of the Magnificent Seven, which itself was a remake of, of Seven, Seven Samurai. Samurai. Yeah, probably. Uh, Doctor Strange, which I'd which like I to go see. I saw the uh, Entertainment Weekly cover for it online. That yeah. looks great. I really want to see it. Now, is Benedict Cumberbatch yes. playing Doctor Strange? Yes, he is. Okay, that's what I thought, because I thought he looked really good as that part. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You've got Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. That's the new Harry Potter spinoff. Yeah. You've got Mona, which is the Disney princess from Hawaii. Oh, Moana. Moana, sorry. Yeah, the Disney's first Polynesian princess. Oh, okay. Polynesia, I'm sorry, I said Hawaii. What is that? Well, uh, she's voiced November? by a Hawaiian girl. Uh, it is November 23rd. And I, I forget the girl's name, but I think if I remember correctly, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is supposed to be one of the voices in it. He is. Okay. Then I'm not going crazy. Okay. Yes. Uh, 1216, Star Wars Rogue One. Right. That's the first of the Star Wars spinoff films that they're going to do. Right. To the, build the theatrical extended universe. Right. What they're planning is... One year you'll have an actual Star Wars film, the next year you'll have a spinoff. Right. Next year you'll have a Star Wars film, next year you have a spinoff. Right. So this is the first of them. Is As I understand it, Rogue One is uh, the story of the group that got the plans for the Death Star that they gave to Princess Leia. Oh, okay. To give to the Rebellion. <clears throat> I may be wrong on that, but I'm thinking that's what I understood. So it... It could be interesting. Yeah, it should be. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Ah. And then the, uh, the the final one that I'm really interested in is coming out Christmas Day. Bad Santa 2. Bad Santa 2. Ah. I might, out of that list, I might have to, depending on how Assassin's Creed turns out. Yeah. Uh, that one I might actually have to take you to. Yeah. Because the game itself lends it, lended itself to being a really good movie. Well, it is coming out on twelve twenty one. Okay, well, like at the said, moment at least. Yeah. Well, like I said, depending on how that you know breaks down, you know that one I might actually have to take you to. Yeah. Because. Well, I, I will say I wouldn't turn down going to see it, but it's not one I'm going to uh, jump up and down and do cartwheels about. You know, coming out. Right. Yeah. I'm not exactly jumping up and down doing cartwheels about it either, but you know, you know, it's one of those like okay. I've been waiting for them to do, you know, one of these, you know, next-gen, you know, video games as a movie. Yeah. I'm still waiting on a, a Halo movie, you know, an actual mm-hmm. Halo movie, but yeah. that's that's me. Yeah. I think a Gears of War movie would go better. Again, the, this is all going to sound foreign to you, but... Oh, I've heard all the titles because yeah. of Christmas buying, but... Right. But, uh, but, yeah, no, some of these would, you know, make really good movies, so, yeah. in my opinion. Okay. And speaking of really good movies... Yes, uh, so this week's movie, as we mentioned at the top of the show, is The Poseidon Adventure from 1972. Right. The Poseidon Adventure was one of those films that kicked off the disaster movie craze of the 70s. I believe the first one actually was Airport. Okay. And it did phenomenal business, uh, got nominated for Oscars, and you know, it was just, it was the film to see. Poseidon Adventure came along in 72, and it was um, a, the story of this boat that capsizes and the people trying to survive and get off of it. Right. And I did not see it in the theater when it came out. I do remember when it came out. and uh, The friend of mine that I've mentioned taking me to see Star Wars opening weekend, 
he had went to see it with his dad, and they enjoyed it. They really liked it. Okay. But it, whatever reason, at that age, because uh, I'd have been about eight years old at the time, this didn't really grab me. I didn't really want to see it. It wasn't right something that uh, that spoke to me as an eight-year-old. Yeah. So uh, I didn't see it, but uh, I heard about it. I knew about it. Uh, the first disaster film I think I actually saw in the theater was The Towering Inferno. Okay. Which came out, I want to say in 74. It might have been uh, let's see. Yeah, 74 for The Towering Inferno. Okay. And I actually didn't see it when it first came out. I believe I waited and saw it uh, much later in its run. It was down at the Alban Theater when I saw it. So, uh, but then Earthquake came along, and I, I was sold on disaster films by that point. Okay. So. But. But. So I've never seen Poseidon Adventure, and neither has Kayla. So what are you all expecting out of this film? What are you... I'm expecting there you know, to be a fair amount of, like, you know, panic and dread and, you know... A sinking ship. Well, yes, a sinking ship. But, you know, in, you know the, the moments of disaster, just, you know, people either helping or turning on one another. I'm expecting it to be really entertaining. Yeah. It is a, an entertaining film. I don't think you'll be disappointed in that regards. Okay. Um, so. You have any... Pretty much Other that. expectations other than, oh, there'll be a ship? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to Titanic? Okay. Pretty much Titanic. No, it's nowhere near Titanic. No, it doesn't, like, split in half and, like, you know, crumble apart as it goes down and drag poor innocent people with it. Nope, it just goes whoop. Really? It just goes whoop? Well. (laughs) Well, in a manner of speaking. The special effects in Titanic are light years ahead of the special effects in Poseidon Adventure. Right. But for its time, Poseidon Adventure had some really good special effects. Okay. Um, Titanic, I almost think of more as a love story. Than I do a disaster movie, a disaster film. It was a spectacle, you know. But there was that story of Jack and Rose. That is what is the center of Titanic. Yeah, yeah. The ship, you know, wrecking and breaking in part and everything. That's central to the story. But it followed Jack and Rose. Right. It is their love story that really makes that movie. Yeah. And uh, that's why all the teenage girls, you know, went nuts over it at the time. So yeah. this one, you don't really have a Jack and Rose story. There are some star-crossed, well, not star-crossed lovers. There are some couples in it and people with some marriage issues and everything. But ah. but no, you know, it doesn't just no follow one parent. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that's about all I'll say about it. Uh, okay. Other than it is an Irwin Allen film, and Irwin Allen owned the disaster genre. Ah, okay. For many years. Well, it didn't last all that many years, but throughout the yeah. 70s, he owned the disaster film. Okay. All right, so then should we go ahead and leave him with the trailer and uh, we'll go watch the movie? Yep, yep. All right.